What's crack a in Charlotte? It's your boy Lim Houston on the podcast, known as Nosy. Yes, I'm Nosy. I like to know it all. I'm sure you do too. But in a good way, in a lighthearted way, pretty much in a fun way. I don't get too serious on this because seriousness is enough of what we have on the news. It makes up the majority of what's on television if we're watching the news. A lot of serious podcasts are available, and this is not one of them. I try to be lighthearted and try to be fun, informative as well. But let's get ready to rock and roll because today we are going to talk football primarily well only college football because why that's the very best football to me and I'm not talking because the athletes are better than the pros I know they're not but college football has a special off because people really take pride in who they root for not that they don't in the NFL but it's a little bit different to me And the fact that the college environment, the kids, the adults, everybody. I mean, I listen to Paul Feinbaum, which he primarily covers the SEC. And I think it's hilarious how fans are just so passionate. So passionate to the point that they will diss anybody who dislikes their team or disagrees with their point of view. Well, I'm going to give you my point of view on the ACC. Why? I think it's more appropriate because we live in ACC country if you're in and around the Charlotte area. That's why. So we'll start with the ACC and cover that today. And I'll give you my predictions. I'll tell you why. And we'll go from there. And I would love, love, love if you would shoot me what your predictions are. And I would love to share it with the world so that everybody knows who was where before it all happened. We have less than 80 days until the official kickoff of the first game of college football. And I am stoked, excited. I couldn't be happier. I, it's like Christmas. This, that, I, as y'all know, I grew up Jehovah Witness. I never celebrated Christmas. Well, I did up until I was eight or nine, but that was before we were Jehovah Witness. But this time frame is like how kids feel anxious about Santa Claus coming and leaving gifts, and you're trying to be good, and you're not trying to be naughty. I'm being good because I want my Colorado Buffs and my Michigan Wolverines to kick ass this year. But we'll cover those um, uh, those conferences later. Right now, we're going to stick with the ACC. We're going to start with the Coastal. And I'm going to give you my bottom to top pick. So you have seven teams in the Coastal, seven teams in the Atlantic. We're going to start with the Coastal. And my seventh spot team in the Coastal is Georgia Tech. And anybody that knows anything about football, you can already know where I'm coming from on that. Georgia Tech is installing a whole different style offense. They were used to running that triple option, which, you know, they very rarely pass the ball. So with that style, it helped them control the clock. But you had to have a certain type of athlete in order to run that. Now they're going to go to a more conventional style of offense. And this will be the first time in I don't know how many years Georgia Tech is going to actually showcase an offense that is not a triple option. They're number seven for that reason. Number six, it really, it, it really was very close. It was between Duke and North Carolina, and I had to put my Tar Heels. And I say my Tar Heels because 
at the fact that I live in North Carolina, I had to choose a, a local team to root for. Just to me, I just felt that way. I chose the Tar Heels. And so I'm sad to announce that they'll be next to the bottom only because Mac Brown is the first year coach there. I mean, he's revisiting his old stomping grounds, but he'll be inheriting a group of people that Fedora rec- recruited. And I don't have any idea of what kind of style of offense or defense they're going to really install. And if they have, they, I believe that they have talent. I don't think that when Larry Fedora left that they were void of talent, but it's a new system being installed. And every time somebody comes in brand new, chances are there's going to be growing pains. Okay. All right. So then we got Duke and Duke got the nod over NC because David Cutcliffe. He's the quarterback guru, everybody says. His style of offensive play will meet the need for that team, being that they're really not that talented. They never recruit four or five star recruits, or very rarely. Yeah, I've never seen them get a five star recruit. But overall, their defense is pretty solid. Their offense, we'll see because they're, they, they're going to install a new quarterback. Because David Jones is gone. He's now the New York Giants. Maybe QB1 this year. I don't know. But Duke will install a new quarterback. So I don't think they're going to be middle of the road. I think they're going to struggle to get 6-6. Six and six. So we'll see. Next, we got Pitt. And Pitt is always hovering around me- mediocrity. So we can expect them to do the same old, same old. <clears throat> they don't have enough talent to really challenge anybody at the top. And the top three are UVA makes the number third spot. Now, I know UVA fans might get pissed off and say that Bryce Perkins, the quarterback, is going to take them to that next level. And really, with their schedule, potentially could. Let's go through their schedule. So for the people, I'm letting you know, For both sides, I'll go a little bit deeper into the top three and why my prediction is so. So, Virginia has an easier schedule than normal. They had a real easy schedule last year. So, that's why them winning nine games last year wasn't really a surprise. But here's why I don't think they're going to be number one. All right. So, they start off playing at Pittsburgh. That may be a loss. In fact, I'm predicting it's a loss at Pittsburgh. The very first game you're playing on the road against a conference rival. I don't think they're going to win that one. Then they play William and Mary. That could be, that's a win. Then they play Florida State. I'm telling you right now, Florida State is going to shock everybody because they were, they have sucked the last two years. But there is too much talent, and I think given given O'Willie, O'Willie's got to turn the ship around quick because these suckers going to hang him. And I think, and I don't mean that literally, but I think that with the talent that they do have, and now that they know more of what the system has that Willie Tagger has brought to Florida State, there's no way UVA wins that game, even though that's a home game. Florida State wins that one. Old Dominion, UVA's got that. Notre Dame, Notre Dame is going to smash the hell out of UVA. Because for Notre Dame, it's a home game, and they have way more talent across the board than UVA. 
Then they go to Miami and play at Miami. Now, Manny Diaz, I, I, I don't know what to expect. The good thing is he was the defensive coordinator already. So he knows what he's got on the team. And I don't think that, that the way they finished last year or the way their record was last year is not indicative of the type of talent that they have on the team. So I think that they go ahead and barely beat UVA. and Because, again, for UVA, it's a, it's a road game. So that would be one, two, three, four losses right there. All right. Putting them at two and four. Yeah. Then they've got Duke. They can win Duke, three and four. At Louisville, four and four. They'll win that one. At North Carolina, five and four. At Georgia Tech, six and four. At Liberty, seven and four. At Virginia, or hosting Virginia Tech, they will not get Virginia Tech off their back. They finished seven and five for the season. That's why I think that UVA is slotted in that third slot. Pitt won't get get better than six and six, and neither will Duke. North Carolina and Georgia Tech fall below 500. Miami is my number two spot in the coastal. Why Miami? Just I kind of already said it. You know, they take they promote their defensive coordinator to head coach after Rick decided to leave, and so I think that the familiarity with his team already. He probably will not tweak a whole lot on defense because they're pretty solid there. On offense, I'm sure he'll have some ideas to kind of get the talent level or get the ball in, in the hands of all those that are so talented because they got speed across the board everywhere. Running back, wide receiver, hell, they're fast as hell. So they're number two. Um, Virginia Tech is who I'm Picking to be number one. Now I know, I know people are going to be like, why, why Virginia Tech? All right, so Virginia Tech's schedule to me looks like a very winnable schedule. They start out at Boston College. Boston College is mediocre, it at best. They always have pretty much a great defense, but they struggle scoring points. So I think Virginia Tech can outscore them. Then they play Old Dominion, win. Then they play Furman, win. Then they play Duke, win. Then they're at Miami, and if there is a loss, that will be it. And I'm picking them to lose against Miami. But they play Rhode Island, North Carolina, at Notre Dame. I, I, here's the deal. They're going to win one of these, either at Miami or at Notre Dame. I think they have enough talent. I know they have enough talent to keep up with Miami. I'm I'm going to pick an upset. I already said they're going to lose to Miami. They are going to win against Notre Dame. And then the rest of the schedule, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, at Virginia. I already told you Virginia is going to lose that game. So... I'm picking Virginia Tech to lose one, maybe two games. Their schedule is really, really easy. So that was a no-brainer for me on why they would win the Coastal Division. All right, let's switch over to the Atlantic. Oh, and you guys already know. You already know. You already know who I'm going to pick to be the worst of the worst 
in the Atlantic Division, and that's clearly Louisville. Louisville's talent level has plummeted, and now they have a new regime as well. I'm sorry, you got no talent on your team, you're not going to win any games. So Louisville is down at the bottom. Next, we have NC State second to bottom. Why? They lost too much talent either in graduation or kids going to the NFL. North Carolina State never really has that supreme level of talent that follows up after kids graduate or go to the NFL. So I'm predicting that since they lost so many, they're going to be second to last. Then we have Boston College, and I already kind of highlighted Boston College. Boston College is boring. I mean, they they are the kind, who can I relate it to? It's almost kind of like, mm, kind of like the Panthers teams, where they rely so heavily on their defense, and the, the offense just sputters. So you can't rely on Boston College to put up any numbers. So Boston College is going to be fifth. Then we got Wake Forest. Wake Forest is always pretty competitive. They have a seasoned vet at quarterback. If my memory serves me right, they ended up being seven and five last year. I, I think they repeat that. Seven and five is what I think. Now the top three. Oh my goodness. You know, this is just so easy. Like, oh my God. This side is so easy. We're going to have Syracuse as number three. Why? Because I believe that they have some decent talent on that team. And they have a swagger on the team that they believe that they can win. I don't think they have enough talent or enough belief in being able to overtake Florida State or Clemson. But they do have a little bit of swag on their team. So I'm going with Syracuse being number three. Number two. You already know, you already know, I'm going Florida State. Like I said before, I think Willie Taggart and his squad, there's too much talent on Florida State to have three consecutive piss-poor seasons. I can't see it. I can't believe it. I just don't think so. So, Florida State, and and Florida State, let me get on them. You know, they they finished 7-5 and last year. I listen to the Paul Feinbaum show, like I've said before, and they get drawn into that SEC network because Florida, which is their sister, plays in the SEC. And and it's just amazing how Florida State constantly gets great talent. But they remind me, if you guys remember, about seven, eight years ago, Clemson always getting really, really good talent but the record didn't reflect it. And I'm thinking this could be the year that Willie turns it all around because there's just too much talent. And they're they're always being compared to SEC teams because of that talent. And their sister school, Florida, is expected to be really good this year. I think Florida State, when they play, because they usually play the last game of the season, excuse me, in a neutral site, I really do think Florida State is going to beat Florida. So here's their schedule. Now, they pl- they start off playing Boise State at home. They can win that one. 
then Louisiana Monroe win, then Virginia at Virginia win, then Louisville win, North Carolina State win, at Clemson, a big fat L, loss. At Wake Forest win, they play home against Syracuse, home against Miami, at Boston College, then home against Alabama State. All those all are all wins. And like I said, I'm predicting an upset of Florida. So that's the last game. So right there, they pretty much should only lose one game. Maybe two. Because And here's where the two would be. The very first game against Boise State. Because Boise State is always coached very well. They don't even get the top tier talent, but they seem to get that next to next to right below the top tier in key positions like running back, quarterback, wide receiver, corners. I mean, they always have kids going to the NFL. So if there is a loss, it would be the opening opening game against Boise State. All right. So obviously Clemson gets the nod. For being number one yet again. And it sickens me because I'm tired, tired, tired of Alabama and Clemson being the ones going to the national championship game. But until the ACC can knuckle up and get across the board enough talent to compete, this is what we're going to see. So here's their schedule. Let me go over with you. They start off with a juggernaut in Georgia Tech at home. So we all know they're going to beat the hell out of Georgia Tech. Then they host Texas A&M. Now here's where they could get a loss. One, it's early in the season. Number two, it's Texas A&M. And Texas A&M is with Jeff Fisher at the helm. They're no slouch. So they have got a pretty decent squad and that that Keller Mond is their quarterback. Um, if he develops into the quarterback that they're touting, you know, that could be a loss for Clemson. I'm going to say they take a loss at home against Texas A&M. Then you have Syracuse at Syracuse. That is a win. Then they host, oh no, Charlotte. They host the University of Charlotte. And you know they're going to smack the hell out of them. Then they're at North Carolina win, play Florida State. Florida State loses that one, so Clemson will win that one. At Louisville win, Boston College win, Wofford win. At NC State win, at home against Wake Forest win, and at South Carolina. South Carolina ain't shit. You know what? Must chomp. If he doesn't prove himself to be a better game manager on the offensive side of the ball, he may get fired after this year. But Clemson's going to whoop up on South Carolina. So there you've got it. Clemson ends up winning by either just having a one or no game loss season because their schedule is so easy. It, it, it really is easy. Minus the Texas A&M game, which is at home. The rest of their schedule is really, really easy. So expect Clemson to win the Atlantic And then you have the championship game for that conference, Clemson versus Virginia Tech. And who comes out? Clemson. Clemson will beat Virginia Tech. And Clemson will be 
going into the playoffs, playing against Alabama once again this year. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope a Big Ten or a shoot, Pac-12, even though that's going to be very hard, but um, and we'll cover the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the SEC, but I love college football, but you would like to see somebody punch Alabama and Clemson in the mouth to where they don't even make it to the um, playoff series. But if they should get in, you need a strong team. Michigan needs to be that strong team this year. They need to be that strong team. They lost to Florida last year by a lot. But I'm hoping that with a new offensive coordinator – That'll all ease everything. But that's for another day. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I love college football. I love the fact that we're less than 80 days out. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting. Oh, yeah. Till next time, y'all. Peace, love, and soul. I'm out. Bye.